0: 80 ballers. Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time.
1: We're so excited to have a wonderful guest, Jamea Fields, on the podcast today she is a baller she went to fsu she played on a bunch of different nwsl teams and she currently plays for the houston dash jamia is also a member of the black women's player collective and we're so excited to hear more about her hopes dreams and her goals for the collective and we're excited to tell you guys about how you can join it and support it as well hi hey how are you How
2: y'all doing we are- we're
1: good how are you
2: i'm happy we- i could get on this is great so you're in houston right now yes in Houston, our official start date was February ninth, but you know some people were here already early but like so technically, this is day two, but we've been kind of going going at it so but it's been good so is it all fitness or is it everything the first few days um it's It's been kind of everything but a lot actually a lot of fitness and I haven't done i mean at the end of last year we started doing fitness. We got a new strength coach and stuff like that. But I really didn't do fitness in college or like in the years leading up, like the other pro years, not since high school in club soccer. So this is like crazy. But it's it's cool. well bless your soul. Yeah. You are what? <laughs> I know. I didn't do
1: fitness in college. We were like abused in college. Not literally, but we no, would literally <laughs> a
2: lot of my friends too. They say in college, like it was terrible. Like, we never ran. I'm like, I don't know.
0: I got blessed. That's amazing. I'm, I'm actually surprised, especially at FSU.
2: Yeah. It, it was, that's amazing. I mean, like, a lot of like the drills, like for fitness in the drills. Yeah. You
0: know, yes. I
2: mean, so, and I love that way more. So.
0: <laughs> Which is how it should be.
2: Right. Yes. We're fit, too. So I'm like, if, okay, if you can get fit while getting it in the drills, like you might as well touch the ball more and stuff, but is that that, what do I know
1: how did you you know a lot how did you find yourself at FSU like how was your recruiting process
2: um so well I think they saw me when we did like regional team and there was a tournament in Florida because obviously like I was on the west coast did not want to leave California like was like there's so many good west coast schools out there but I mean I took my visit I took visits like everywhere honestly like I wasn't counting anybody out. So when I went to Florida State, I was like, I really like this, you know? And maybe I'm a homebody, so I'm like, maybe it would be a good change, like, going across country, and it, w- it really was, so.
0: Do you feel like because you saw a lot of colleges, it, m- it gave you more confidence when you felt like one was right? Yes,
2: like, seriously, like, I – that's why I recommend, like, you know, to anybody who's in that process to just take all the visits because – I I did some California school visits, and they were great, but also, I don't know, just experiencing a different culture and stuff. It's just so different in the South, and I loved loved it, but yeah, going to, like, different states and seeing if I liked it, or, like, different coaches, and I don't know, but yeah, it was good. I liked it.
1: Yeah, because you can see what doesn't work, too, you know, like, you, of course, see what you like, but you're like, you know what, like maybe the classes are way too big at this one school, or like the exactly. soccer field is way too far away from my dorm. Like, those yes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yep,
2: there were so many things. Now that I think about it, there's so many things that you have to like take into account when you're picking a school, and I forgot about all those things. But um, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Do you have
3: any um, like highlights, like really amazing moments from college that, um, that you can't forget, like un- unforgettable moments, like anything that comes to mind? unforgettable moments like when you scored the winning goal in the championship <laughs> I <know>. maybe
2: <laughs> hmm. I mean <laughs> honestly yeah like I feel weird like if I had to bring that up myself but that
1: was,
2: honestly, <laughs> you know like I'm like
0: but we were that, pitching like, you a slow ball pretty-
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that was the best moment honestly and like it was my senior year too and like Leading up to it, we had been to the final four every year. So I was like, honestly, it was like my senior year. I was like, it would be too good to be true almost. But like, and then it was, like, it happened. And I was like, wow. And then me scoring, honestly, it was like, it was huge for me. But.
0: That's honestly, that's how every everyone wants their college career to end. Right. Yeah. exactly like that. wasn't the case for us.
1: <laughs> like we lost in our final. In the in
0: season. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I'm so that- sorry. I know. But you know what? You're, you're so blessed like that. Of course you worked your butt off to, to get to that point too. Right. You were forward in college.
2: Yeah. Like a winger. Yeah.
1: And are you still playing forward or the outside man?
2: Yeah. So I'm, but I can also play, I've been, you know, tried to outside back as well. So I feel like a lot of like um, pros, like coaches like are transitioning and even on the national team, too, uh, forwards to outside back. So yeah. I could do
0: both. I That I, transition I, I, makes no sense in my brain, but it's happening plan. all the time. Like, I mean, I was a forward. The, literally the last place on earth I should be stuck is as a defender. Yeah. But, I mean, you see Crystal Dunn getting thrown into that sort of situation. Right. Like, right. so many players make themselves versatile that way.
2: Yeah. I think as if
0: if the coach wants that
2: wing back, like – you know, like wanting a forward as a defender, like as another form of attack, but also you could de- you're you good at defending as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really mind it because it would be weird if I was going from like playing the nine to like playing outside back because then I'd be like, no, I don't ever have to defend. But I played <laughs> the nine all like all of club soccer, high school. When I went to FSU, they switched my position like right when I got there. So I played all four years at winger and so, like, now when I'm trying to outside back or different positions, I'm, like, my position was changed, even going from, like, because like, when you're going to high school to college, it's, like, well, the level's changing. I want to be comfortable, but I didn't have that option. They're, like, we're switching your position, yeah. and so I had to just learn it. So whenever I'm tried, like, at different positions in the pros, I'm, like, okay.
0: I, even though it's a different level from, like, college, I still learn it. So it was good. Yeah. It's a good mindset to – acquire how do you feel like you changed as a player from a uh, freshman to senior year in college
2: well freshman to senior year in college well first of all I just feel like you learn about your body more number one I just like thinking about what I used to eat as a
0: freshman <laughs> <laughs> we laugh about this all the time
2: <laughs> yeah like what was, what was I do like what was I doing like Why was, and we spoke with nutritionists and stuff and I would still go home and just like do whatever. I don't know. I I don't know. But I definitely learned about my body more over the years and, you know, how to get my optimal best out of it. Um, But also just like Florida State, I've just learned so much on the field. Mark, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mark, but Kokorian, he's just such a good coach. I just learned so much. And I I mean, that that could be, like, yeah, I learned a lot, but I'm not even kidding. Like, there was just so much film. It was, like, he was trying to, like, make it a professional environment in college. And I – sometimes I was, like, well, this isn't the pros. This is college. But, you know, like, it should be college. But, no, I appreciated that, and I gained so much knowledge. So, yeah, I would say those are the two big things.
1: How did you – did you always want to play in the NWSL? Actually, yeah, I mean – I knew I always
2: wanted to play professional soccer and obviously a goal is always national team. I feel like if you're at this high level and um, when I was in college, I remember watching NWSL games, but it was weird because I feel like when I first started college NWSL wasn't a thing. And mm-hmm. then it trans- it, like, and then I know some players are going to play like overseas and, you know, because the league had folded or something. I, I'm trying to remember. But then when it came back, I'm like, oh, well, I have a chance. Like, if, it, if the league holds, like, you know, I can play pro. And that was always a dream of mine. Yes.
1: So you knew. So your senior year, you were like, I'm going to go into the draft. Yes. Right after this? Yes. That, that's so awesome. Yeah, so can a- you tell us about, like, your NWSL experience? Like, what teams you played on from there?
2: Yeah. So I have kind of – well, not – kind of bounced around because I feel like there's some players who have been on more teams than me, which you meet a lot of people, you got, you get to play in different places. It's, you know, it's a good way to look at it. But so I got drafted to Boston. Then I ended up signing with Western New York in my rookie season. So I played there and then there was an expansion draft, so Orlando. So I got picked up for that. so I was there 2016, 2017, then ended up going to Norway in 2018, so cold, not meant for the cold at all. Like, <laughs> I, a California girl, went to Florida State. Like, it was like, and then I was going to Norway. I was like, this is about to be really interesting. So, but it was a good experience. We got to play Champions League. I got to go to France, Germany. I got to go to Oktoberfest. It was amazing. I <laughs> We played Lyon in Champions League, which is, they're so good. They're just so good. Um, got to travel a little bit, so that was cool. And then, 2019, we went Came back to Houston. I'm like, I have family in Houston. Let me try it out in Houston. Um, I've been here ever since. So,
0: yeah. Soccer has literally brought you
2: everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. And it's been fun. It honestly has been fun. I think in 2018, I went to over five countries honestly and I would never had imagined that I didn't even know I was I knew I wanted to play overseas at some point but I just didn't know when and nor did I think I'd be traveling that much so I am very thankful
1: you're probably really happy you did that before the pandemic happened yeah right I feel I feel like I'm pissed at myself that I didn't travel more before this Even i know we travel a lot for work but like right it's, isn't it crazy when you think about it like that's really cool you were able to do that all right time.
2: and had no idea the pandemic was coming i remember i because i do mission trips in the off seasons usually this year we couldn't do one but 2019 off season we went to peru and i remember it was just about to be like 2020 or whatever and Like, we were going to Peru, and we, like, were looking at our phones, like, wait, like, COVID? Like, it was just starting, but, like, it wasn't really a thing. We didn't really think it was going to come to America. I don't know, but I just remember that. That was, like, the last trip I had been on (laughs) before it all hit. So, I'm like, wow.
3: Do you feel like being on all those different teams helped shape you, like, the player you are today? Did you learn different things from all the teams that you have been on?
2: Definitely. I mean – Starting out at the Western Europe Flash, it was like we were all really young. It was like it consisted of like Samuel. It's NT Courage, really, right now. So. We saw you play. I think we saw you play. We were there.
1: Yeah. Paul was coaching, right?
2: Oh, no. So I left the year before Paul came. Oh, okay. Yes. So. And they ended up winning the NWSL championship the year after I left. Like, no. I was like I just missed it, but in uh, Orlando, of course, <laughs> right in Orlando, we were struggling. But yes, playing on different teams have definitely like helped me. So many different players, obviously friendships, but like the style of play on each team is usually different. And then going to Orlando, getting to play with like Marta, like she was like my um, idol growing up. So it was just crazy being able to have that experience and her style of play is so different from like what I've seen. Um, I've also like in college too, when I, we got to go play in like Japan for two months, because our my assistant coach coach was Japanese and we got to train with their youth academies and that Japanese style compared to America and then going to Norway and then playing different European teams. I've just seen so many different styles and it just makes you really appreciate the game more. And um, yeah, it's been really fun.
3: That's so cool. I feel like like, just like languages, there's different languages of soccer. And like you learn so much by like going to those places and, and playing with people from there. That's awesome.
2: Yes, yes. And even like with the mission trips too, I've been to Peru, Costa Rica, and Africa. And It's just, like, we don't speak the same language. Talking about universal language is the game. And it doesn't even have to be a real goal. It doesn't even have to be a real ball. Like, in Africa, they're making it out of, like, leaves and stuff. And I'm just, like, that is just so beautiful. And we just all could connect just because of, like, the game. And I'm, like, that's amazing. I love that. I want to go on a mission trip with you. (laughs) Oh! Like, seriously, I don't know when the next one's going to be. And I've been with two different organizations one was a while ago and but usually i go with this organization out of cleveland called ambassadors and it's just it's just amazing so i know we we should make that happen because they are honestly life-changing yeah
3: tell us next time well when traveling's allowed
2: okay right
3: exactly right
2: um so tell us about the challenge cup what was that like The challenge cup. Oh, okay. It's just so crazy that we were in that bubble situation, but then coming out winning. It was just a mix, like of feelings. Also, you know, with everything going on with the race situations, and it was just a lot different topics, you know. But coming out winning, it was just like a cherry on top, really. But it was hard being in the bubble for, you know, those weeks and not being able to leave and just walk in the parking lot was it. And then when you look look out your window, it's just like a grass field, like just a grass field. It was like, you really had to like, have yourself together mentally. And if you didn't, you'd have to like, click back in, you know, because we had had games to play, you had trainings to still do, but it was really cool that we won, for sure.
0: Yeah, there was really no escape. Mentally, okay. at all, right? Like, oh. really, all you had was that and soccer. <laughs> Literally, and
2: when I, but like it. Like looking back on it, it's like, okay, like I did that, or like we did that, like we got through that, and it just feels like an accomplishment. Not only winning, like even the other teams who like they didn't come out winning, it's like you still made it through. You're part, part of that.
3: <laughs> yeah. What are your hopes for the dash this season?
2: Ooh. I would love to keep the, you know, the winning streak we got going. And we have a lot, like, our group is really good. We connect really well um, on and off the field, which has been nice. So, yeah, hopefully we can continue winning. I believe we can do it because, I mean, I know everyone says that about their team. Like, I believe we can win. But, honestly, I just think the fight that we've shown, like, that we showed in the Challenge Cup is, you know, we still have that in us now, so.
0: Nice. I love that. Do
2: you have, do you have almost this, like a very similar roster to that team, or has there been a lot of additions and changes? There's been some changes, but I feel like the, the team principles insta- are like the same. So I feel like anybody who's brought on board has been, you know, has fit right in, which is great. So that's awesome. Yeah. So
3: tell us more about the Black Women's Player Collective. I want to hear like all about it. Give us give us the breakdown, the details.
2: Yeah, so it's been great. It's been a lot of work. It's about seven of us on the board, I believe. And we have just been working to just really come together as an organization. And But our, like, our goal is to just elevate black girls and women, really, who play the sport, who don't play the sport, health and wellness, whatever we can do, mentoring. So we're trying to collaborate with brands to just support us women girls black women black girls and so it, it has been a lot of work because we're just starting it from the ground up literally but i it's just like i didn't have like something like this growing up you know and the you know soccer is a predominantly white sport so me growing up it would have been nice to see some powerful women to like look up to because you know i just you know i look back and i'm like I didn't really have many women around me that looked like me to inspire me. It was more like my family mm-hmm. and the, you know, the group I had around me, like telling me I can do it and believing in myself. And um, obviously my faith is huge, but when I like think about, it would be just so like so much easier, inspiring for, like, to see other women in soccer, black women successful to be like, yes, I can do it. Um, Serena Williams for me I played tennis growing up and Serena and Venus you know grew up in California they were black women so that they were huge um, inspirations for me and created a lot of my drive growing up but I didn't really have that in soccer as much I know there were some great black women um, in soccer but those were the the inspirations for me
0: yeah, and the the spotlight hasn't been there even when they were there. It, so you know, like, and we, that's, we that's, yes, we think back to growing up, and and even me growing up. Uh, all if you ask me for the reference in my mind would have been Serena Williams or Venus Williams, like that. And that was that was or it. Brianna, and, like they sir. were supposed to hold the yes. whole yeah. community and all inspiration was supposed to come from one place, and that is just not the way that it should be. And it's so great now to see representation on the national team representation all throughout the nwsl and then things like this players collective that are just gonna like sometimes and it's so silly but you have to see it to believe it yeah and -hmm. when that that representation is not there it's hard makes it less believable unless you're less likely Mm -hmm. to dream it so who else is in the collective with you so there's midge
2: lynn Amani I know I'm not giving last names but they're all in the NWSL there's Evie Crystal I know we're putting in the work but we do need people around us we do need allies there's also an ally group um, with women who are like, not like non-black women in the NWSL
0: who have a group as well who support us and it's been amazing the support has been amazing so what are your dreams with the collective like where do you see it in three years from now
2: 3 years from now we're just talking about our year to year goals actually and i just without being like too specific we just want to just i just feel like have impact and that that could, there could be so many things listed under that but have clinics that you know little girls can come to in you know like areas that are you know underprivileged mm-hmm. And just and when COVID like lets us like having mm-hmm. just different like functions and events that we could have and actually like creating relationships with these people and in different in different cities, because we are also doing mini pitches. So I think there's about there's gonna be 12 in different cities around the US and those are being built. And so like just different events there, whether it's mentorship programs or health and wellness, maybe not just with soccer specifically, but just health and wellness in general. Mm -hmm. I feel like mental awareness, I feel like there's so many things that we can do. And that's why I like can't be so specific, but just having impact on, you know, for the black community and like sticking with our, our missions and our principles for sure.
1: I love that. I actually just heard a quote today. Um, I was listening to something on clubhouse and it was this millionaire and he was like, you can influence people at a distance, but you can't impact them unless you're up close. Mm-hmm. And that meaning like wow. you need, like getting up close in pers- and making a connection with someone one-on-one, that's impact. Yes. But like, you know, like if you're a famous social media account, you, you can influence people, but it's like the connections are missing mm-hmm. sometimes. So I yep. think it's so cool that like, that's a goal for you guys. You want to like meet the, the young players who, and tr- and connect with them so that it like influences them and inspires them to stay in the game or to even sign up for a soccer team, you know, cause like there's exactly. so many girls dropping out of sports nowadays, right. but right. that's super powerful. And we're so excited. We just want to, we want to promote you guys and help and support you guys as much as we can.
2: Thank you so much. Seriously. That means a lot. Seriously. Absolutely. Are you going to, um,
3: cross your two like are you gonna have fashion involved with this or is that s- totally separate because I know like you're you're into fashion design as well
2: yeah well that's pretty separate like with my own brand and as well is like what I want to do after soccer so but yeah fashion has always been a huge part of me and I like at times when I didn't even know it like just like I just think back to growing up and even high school college people would use me for like fashion inspiration or like ask me what to wear get my advice and i would never think anything of it and in my family i'm kind of like the fashionista but i didn't mm-hmm. like it was just a passion you know like i don't know it's just like a passion and so as i you know as as this kept happening i'm like okay you know maybe people really do need fashion advice or if i can design and
1: create pieces of my own like maybe the, you know so that's so cool yeah so it's like fun like you, you what your passion for fashion is so important because like beyond soccer when you stop playing soccer maybe you won't have as much of an identity crisis (laughs) because (laughs) you you know like you're interested in other things and even with the black women's player collective like that is something long term that you guys can continue building like even beyond sport and like beyond playing so I think that's so important that you're like recognizing that now
2: yeah no for sure like that's like my biggest advice to young athletes or I mean whoever is just like finding your brand, your purpose, almost outside of you feel, what you feel like your purpose is. Like for so long, you know, soccer is, you know, you feel like it's your purpose or whatever. And I love soccer so much. Like, or oh, I wouldn't be playing it for this long or, you know. But I do know that there's more outside of Jamia, the soccer player. So over the years and throughout my career, I've just been building my brand and trying to find what, you know, Kind of makes me tick outside of soccer, and and fashion is definitely one of them. So. Love
3: On that, I think a lot of our listeners can really use that advice because we all have that identity crisis. You know, <laughs> we're soccer, and then it, at some point, it's over, and you're like, "What else am I passionate about? What else do I want to do?" So it's great to before that ends for a lot of people to really think about that and think right. about. How you want to impact the world and and the best way that you can do that. So that's really cool. Thank you. All right, guys, we want to do some wrap up with some rapid fire. Let's
1: do it. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: What are your favorite cleats? Tempos. Nice. (laughs) What has been the coolest moment of your soccer career so far? Definitely the national championship.
1: Favorite pump up song or favorite artist?
2: Drake. Don't even have to think about that.
1: <laughs> so funny. Some, Mal just said that. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we just interviewed her and she said tiempos and she said. Oh, wow.
0: Drake. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you have any superstitions?
2: I'm not very superstitious. I tried being superstitious when I was in club soccer and then. We like. I could have made this PK to go, to, and the whole team would go to Sweden. And I was wearing like my favorite, like wristband or something, and I missed. I'm like, I'm done being
0: superstitious. Yeah, it's so true. Right.
1: Yeah,
3: you broke the superstition then. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> favorite pregame superstitions.
3: <laughs>
2: <game.
1: laughs> favorite pregame meal.
2: See, I'm not like. See, that's another thing with superstitions. I don't like. I don't have a meal. I have to have this before I play. But I mean, I just need a protein and a carb. Mm -hmm. Are Mm -hmm. you not a very habitual person? I mean, not really.
0: Not really. All right. (laughs) I I think it's good to be that way. Because then you can get kind of thrown off your course and you're still, the whole world won't fall apart. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I kind of like being this way, but sometimes like, I don't know, sometimes the structure or whatever people need.
1: It's the nice balance in between that you need. Right. The balance. The balance. (laughs)
3: What's your – well, this is – I don't know if you'll have this either. I was going to say, what's your favorite post-meal game? But this could be, like, a treat, like, a special treat. That
2: could be every game. Post-meal game? I like just eating something really good that might not even be healthy.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean – See, like, yeah, you're right. I don't really have I was my favorite <laughs> food is pizza, but I am basic, <laughs> but I don't really. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't have a post-meal game. I'm sorry, I'm ruining all the questions. No, that's okay. Like, I didn't either,
3: but Sour Patch kids are like my favorite treats.
2: Oh, okay. Weird treats. Treat.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a weird treat.
2: And that's like, I just don't like sour candy.
0: That's why I'm uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not weird. a sour
1: fan either. <laughs> either.
2: I want it so
0: bad right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, what's your, your biggest failure you overcame?
2: Biggest failure I overcame? Probably, hmm. Oh, wow, this is deep. We went from heels <laughs> to...
0: Just out on your toes. Sour right. Patch Kids
2: to failures. <laughs> right. Honestly, it's probably not or being waived. honestly, because, you know, you put so much work in. And you believe in yourself and then when someone just really doesn't believe believe in you to the point that they are waving you, because there's one thing to sit the bench, but getting waved is but then it's terrible. But then being able to come back and continue believing in yourself, yeah. continue working regardless of what someone, you know, believes, you know, the opposite is huge. So being waved and coming back from it is great.
0: Kind of reinforces that. One person's opinion of you doesn't always matter so much mm-hmm. in the big it picture. It's going to break
1: you <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, favorite teammate to play with? Ooh,
2: honestly, I have oh, I just I have met so many great people in soccer, but I'm I'm gonna just say Marta because she was my idol growing up, and then yeah. I got to be on the same team as her, so... And she's amazing, so... That's so cool. That must have been so surreal for you the first yeah, time it really was. tried this with her. She probably doesn't even, like... Because now we're, like, friends now, and it's... I probably... don't tell her that she was, like, my idol growing up, so... <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's just funny, but... It, yeah, wait,
1: yeah. I have a question, like, I feel like... Is there, like, an unwritten rule somewhere where you're not supposed to lose your cool? Like... Because <laughs> like, I would lose my cool... And then ruin it for the rest of my season. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I
2: actually, I definitely like, tried to like not like be like whoa, you know. Yeah. I was definitely trying to like act normal. I was like act normal, you know. But yeah. <laughs> then it just became normal. Like actually, you know. So then I was yeah. like, oh, i was freaking out for nothing. She's actually really awesome, you know. Well,
1: then you remember that they're human too, and they're exactly. they're your teammate. Like, exactly.
2: I know.
3: So cool. Right um who's uh the teammate that makes you laugh the most
2: ooh a teammate that makes me laugh the most honestly i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna go with like currently and my one. well i always say my roommate but she's one of my best friends and she gets mad when i say my roommate it's
0: like, <laughs> that's it roommate. that's all no, i am exactly. to you
2: <laughs> exactly and so we have a lot of laughs and we have a funny dynamic. So me, uh, oh, I don't know if you know my roommate, but price Prysock, she's on Houston.
0: Oh, right, yeah. nice. Uh, who is your favorite team to watch?
2: Favorite men's, team?
0: women's, whatever soccer. Yeah, oh, or a no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be soccer. It Doesn't have to be I soccer. Like,
2: Does that have to be soccer? But I love watching women's tennis because I did grow up playing. Mm. I get really hyped about that. Yesterday. Um, oh, what would you say? Didn't Venus just get hurt? See, I actually like saw something about that this morning and kind of like scrolled over it, but did she, is, she, is it bad?
3: I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just saw something on, on TV when I was working out.
2: Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at when, I know Serena plays tonight, I was looking at the Times and I kind of skimmed past like the articles, but oh no, I hope it's not bad.
3: Yeah but tennis is such a fun sport to watch mm-hmm. and every time it, I go watch it then I go and play and I'm like this isn't the same <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> my boyfriend playing at the courts is not the same thing as Serena or Venus <laughs> <laughs> is-
1: um, favorite stadium to play in ooh favorite stadium
2: honestly in the US I would say anywhere well, playing at Lyon was amazing. Was that? Yeah, that was really cool. So that probably was my number one.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh, oh my turn. Just sorry, totally missed that. If you weren't playing soccer, uh, what would you want to do?
2: I keep bringing up tennis, but it. Was it just, would be. It, yeah, because it was my sport with soccer, like for so long.
0: How like, long? How old did you play it until?
2: Um, high school. So. Uh-huh. And I had to like choose and I'm, you know, I love soccer, but I'm just like, I should just continue, continue both, try to play in college or something like that. But yeah, I love tennis so much. That's awesome.
1: Um, what was your worst injury that you've had?
2: So I had like surgery basically on both groins, like hip
1: oh, in man. 2015.
2: Yeah. So that was very tragic, but... Both at the same but, time? Yes, bilateral. Oh. Yeah. So it was crazy. And it started from, like, I pulled my oblique. And then it, like, went down. Then it felt like it was, like, a groin. Like, you pulled your groin or hip flexor. And then it was, like, compensating. And then it happened to the other side. It was crazy. Oh my it gosh. was really crazy. So after 2015 my season with Western New York Flash, I actually didn't finish like maybe the last like five games because it just was bad and I had to get surgery. And then I was like, you know, you're like always afraid, like, oh, I'm injured. Like, am I going to get picked up for Orlando or like, how's my, you know, am I going to keep my contract in New York? Because it was, I didn't know how the pros worked after, you know, just my first year and being injured, but it all worked out. So it was good. Wow, that's
1: crazy. That's so painful,
2: <laughs> terrible. But I'm good now. <laughs> um,
3: what's your what's your next goal or your next big dream?
2: Ooh, next goal, or next big dream. I I mean, I just feel like at this level, you always. I don't want to speak for everyone, but like national team is always a goal, you know, and until like I retire because that's just, you know, we're all professionals, but that that's an honor to play for your country. So that's always a goal. And then just honestly, ironing out like my, my next steps, whether that be, obviously I want to be a fashion designer. So just getting everything together with that and then just I love like the business stuff I actually got my MBA like while playing and so it was cool because in undergrad I did like psych and like bio I thought I wanted to be a nurse but taking all the business classes and like the management classes and that whole world is so different and I got excited I love real estate Um, I like stocks and all that stuff so it's been cool like just working my brain and trying to figure out like what I want to do after.
1: You can that's do awesome. a bunch of different things too. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. Of, nowadays, you can't. You don't have to pigeonhole yourself, to which limit. I love. Yeah, I. I love so fun. many. Things.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So I'm definitely not limiting myself, and I do agree with you. You can do so many different things, and and that's what I've been trying to do.
1: Yeah. Hey, and and
0: it's a, exciting. I was gonna say you're such a good example of just like trying things and, like, surprising yourself with what you end up loving the most. Right. Definitely. All right. Last question. What is your biggest soccer girl problem? My biggest soccer girl problem? Honestly, for me,
2: it's probably being on time, like, to things. (laughs) Like, it's been – And not even to things. I'm saying soccer because it's always been an issue growing up. I was always the last one to Uh. show up to the club team tournaments. And that was my parents fault. My dad would be getting in the shower right when we had to leave to Mm -hmm. go to the I'm like, I'm not making it on time. I'm gonna have to miss the warm up. Then. So that was just like a biggest fear of mine. And then in college, I was known for the last, to be the last one, every meeting, and I was like on
0: time, but then I was still the last one, I'm like, is this hereditary, like what is happening? I, I hated that, first off, if you were on time, and you're the last, still the last person to get there, you're like, great, I feel like I'm late, even though I got here on time. time,
1: you're late. Exactly. That's, my, that's my philosophy
2: see I need that philosophy <laughs> but I'm like ugh, like 27 is it too late to adopt that mindset
1: no <laughs> you know what you need to do you need to trick yourself by changing all the clocks in your house I literally
0: my car clock is five minutes ahead of time so that I'm like yes. holy shit I'm only I'm gonna be there just on time and I get there I'm like yes yeah I need to do that because even now like I'm like that's just
2: always my issue with like, because like I've been doing soccer for so long, and like time is my struggle. So being on time to soccer is just—it's just a whole thing for yep. me. But I'm trying I'm seventh year pro or whatever. I love I'm, it. You know, I'm getting there. So
3: it's good That's to know hilarious. you're human, <laughs> right?
2: Thank
3: you so much for coming on today. This has been awesome.
2: This is so great. Thank you guys so much. And come
3: season, yeah, a- and hopefully we get to see you play in person sometime yes. soon and um we're really excited to see where the collective goes And any way that we can help let us know and For sure that our followers can help and everything yes. to support
2: all righty thank you ladies uh-huh.